This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Slack. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people in your team are always in the loop and key information is always at their fingertips. Learn more at slack.com. It's Tuesday, October 2nd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, joining me in studio. First time in a long time. Bill Mann in the house. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah, I've missed you so. <laughs> That's why I had you back. I love it. Uh, we're going to. I'm good. We're going to get to some earnings. We're going to get to some wage news that is making headlines, um, and we're also going to get to your most rec- recent trip because yeah. I know you want to mention that. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Pepsi though, and Pepsi's third quarter. I I'm not a Pepsi shareholder. I was kind of hoping this was going to be a great quarter, only because. This was the last quarter for Indra Nooyi. Um, she is now great CEO. Great CEO, yeah. riding off into the sunset. Um, it was it was a fine quarter. It was nothing particularly distinguishing. It was a Pepsi quarter. It was. It was <laughs> I'm sorry to well, say. Well, for the certainly for if you look at the stock over the last 12 months or so, this has been sort of a steady as she goes kind of. Yeah. Business, yeah. but it's um, it's not lighting the world on fire. No, but if you think about what they've done, we can talk about the quarter if you want. But I think that I mean, really talking about Indra Nui and what she has done and meant for the company, she's really transformed it. It almost, and I think we've mentioned this before, it would almost be better if you named the company Frito Lay and Pepsi uh, because it's a much more important division for them, and they've actually continued to branch out. Uh, they now now own Sabra Hummus and. Um, uh, bear snacks. Uh, that's B A R E, not B E A R. Um, so yeah, they uh, you know they they are they're pushing a string to try and get people to continue to consume uh, sparkling beverages, sugared beverages, and they're not having a very easy time of it. But the company is in a much better place and much less levered to that uh, segment than they were when she when she took over. And that's probably if it's not number one in terms of New Year's legacy, it's pretty high up the list. Just it has to be, yeah. the way she fought to keep Frito Lay at a time when there were a lot of people loudly banging the drum. No, you got to split this off. Yeah, uh, she. she it was very strong for her to do that at a time when you know private capital said, "Yeah, you, you need to you know the financial transaction. We need to spin that out. We're going to unlock value." But she really did see that it was going to be a stronger entity together than it was apart. And not only that, she brought additional uh, verticals into the Pepsi family and has transformed the company. I really think if it was just Pepsi and Gatorade now, this company would be in some trouble. Oh yeah, I mean, and this is a completely different line of business. But if you look at eBay spinning off PayPal, yeah, and the way that, just look at how those two stocks have right. diverged <laughs> since that time. Not that eBay is a business that is in any way troubled, but it certainly hasn't had the brighter future. No, I think that's exactly right. One last thing, because in terms of. As you said, it was a Pepsi quarter. Um, one of the things that's getting headlines in the wake of this report is uh, Hugh Johnston, the chief financial officer. Uh, I was watching him on CNBC this morning, and the end of the interview, he got a question, and rightfully so, when you look at what Coca-Cola has done recently, he got a question about cannabis. Essentially, yeah. just like, hey, are you looking at this? And 
he basically said, uh, "We're looking at it, and I'm not going to tell you anything else. Like, yeah, there's no smart up, of him to say. There's yeah. no upside for me to, yeah. say, to I mean, tell you a <laughs> damn thing." One of New Year's, one of the one of one of one of the things that she was talking about for opportunities for for Pepsi was. Uh, Existing and, and how to turn snacks into mini meals. So, which I, I love the branding, and I think you know perhaps you know. So they're looking at lots of things, and I think that there's probably pretty good tie-in between cannabis and turning snacks into mini meals. Um, but yeah, it, it was. I'm sure it was. This wasn't the way that she wanted to go out, but she should look back in what she's done with Pepsi and be very, very proud. Tough act to follow. Yeah, for sure. Stitch Fix fourth quarter. Oosh. You tell me how bad this was because in terms of the stock, the stock is as of this moment down thirty percent. It's kind of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a lot. Yeah. Was was it really that bad? I know that there was a little bit of part of this is guidance. Part of this is saying, hey, revenue in the future isn't necessarily going to be what we're all hoping for, but. You tell me, is it all because of that? Is it because this is a stock that had done well and this is some profit taking? I think that's mainly it. And I almost feel like we're having like 1999 discussions again because if you remember in 1999, almost the worst thing that a company could do would be to turn profitable, right? Because then, then you have something to measure. Stitch Fix was profitable this quarter. I mean, they you know they came out with 18 cents in earnings per share, which is you know which is which which is fine and great. Um, yeah, I I think it really had to do with they were a little bit light on the number of members. They had they came in at 2.7 million and the market was looking for 2.8. This is an entirely new vertical. I mean, they're doing something that is that 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 is rather extraordinary. I think that Katrina Lake is one of the most interesting, fascinating CEOs who's out there. The stock's done really, really well, and so it's it it, it hasn't pulled back. Although thirty percent is quite painful, it's not like you're it's you know it's not like it's GE where it's pulled back to nineteen eighty five levels. You you're talking about levels that the stock traded at in May. So I, it's it it stinks, right? And I, I just didn't think that the quarter was that bad. But to be for the stock to have done that well, I think that they needed a blowout, and they didn't you know they didn't deliver one. This is a three billion dollar company. Yeah, this yeah. would be. This looks like a really nice acquisition target Maybe. for some big retailer out there, and it could be Amazon, it could be Walmart. Um, it, it and the reason I say that is not just because, as you said, Katrina Lake has done an amazing job growing this company, bringing it public the way that she did, uh, and. Nothing but kudos to her to yeah. this point. But I look at the business of Stitch Fix, and I'll just say that part of this is because uh, I'm not the target demographic. I'm a middle-aged man who doesn't. Hey, wait, wait, wait! By the way, everything I'm wearing today comes from Stitch Fix. Does it really? Yes, yes. This is a Stitch Fix outfit. Okay. Not that I wear outfits, but, but yes, yes. <laughs> we're, we're we're not cutting that out. <laughs> Producer Dan Boyd is not cutting that out. Okay, so okay. yeah, no, so, you are you are the target. Yeah, so one of the reasons that I'm a Stitch Fix client is that my wife not that long ago said, "Look, you dress like Ethan Hawke and you can't pull it off. You need to do something." So you know, I decided to you know I decided to give it a shot. And I'm you know so yes. So so here's my question about the business yeah. because I look at Stitch Fix and I think. I could see using that business. I can't see using that 
in the same way that I would use other businesses. It's not groceries. It's not. I could see using it occasionally. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious if, from a business standpoint, the pathway to sustained growth for Stitch Fix, it almost seems like it has to be. We got to get a lot more customers because I can't imagine the customers that they have. Who love the service mm-hmm. are going to be spending significant amounts of monies, money year after year. Yeah, um, I think that that's possibly true. One of the things that they talked about is that they do expect their revenue per customer to go down, even as they're expecting uh, revenues to go up 25 percent. I mean, you know, the way that I've you know the the way that I've used the service is you can you can have it come as frequently or as infrequently as you want, and so. Have it come once a quarter, so you're not being you know you're not being inundated with clothes. It's not like the you know the old Columbia House you know CD a month club where <laughs> those things are just coming. They're coming, and you got to figure out what to do with them. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you actually are part of the tar- target demographic. It's men more than women who are who are customers of, of Stitch Fix. Although you are a much better dresser than I am for sure. Uh, that's debatable. Um, in terms of the stock. Stitch Fix down thirty percent. Buying opportunity, or do you look at this and think they have enough small question marks that I would want to wait three months and see what no, the next there, quarter brings? There are no additional question marks that they came out with their with their results today. I mean, obviously, obviously. They've probably hit the easiest part of their of their market. They're getting into Stitch Fix Kids, which is which I think will be a great segment. You know, as someone whose kids grow out of their stuff seemingly every six weeks, um, I, you know. So I, there there are no additional questions there. I think this is absolutely a wonderful buying opportunity for a business that is that is rather unique. Quick shout out to Slack for supporting today's episode of Market Foolery. Slack is a collaboration hub for work, whatever work you do. It's also a collaboration hub for non-work things. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> with Slack, the right people in your team are kept in the loop, and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels, so you can organize conversations and information around projects, offices, and teams. And because everything you need is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. And with Slack, your team is better connected. Uh, yeah, we do that. The investing team has a yeah. Slack channel. Yeah, the Jeff Fisher family has a Slack channel. Is it they, really? Yeah, they did. They 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 communicate over Slack. So yeah, it's not just you know a business uh, business application. Well, and as we'll get to later in this episode, <laughs> there's a Slack channel called Bourbon Club. That's right. Um, Slack makes it easy to share files, whether it's documents, links to articles. Um, they haven't figured out how to share actual bourbon yet, but I'm sure they're working on that. Uh, the mobile app is great too, and it works with iOS and Android. Uh, Slack, where work happens, find out why at slack.com. Amazon making headlines with the announcement that Amazon is raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Quarter of a million employees. Will be will will be getting a raise, and when you look at the reaction in this, with the number of employees they have, there was a point in time where Company X comes out with hundreds of thousands of employees and says we're giving everyone a raise, and the stock maybe doesn't tank, but certainly drops. It's down one percent. It's basically flat today. Yeah, yeah, it's flat. Okay, can I be cynical about this? Absolutely. All right. 
One of the things that Jeff Bezos said, let me make sure I get the quote right, is that he wanted to make sure and he wanted to, uh, he invited his competitors to join them. Now, these are the competitors that already Amazon's been putting out of business, right? So now Amazon is increasing their cost structure, making it in some ways even harder for these competitors to keep up, right? Like, I don't want to be a, a total cynic, but, you know, I, I, I do wonder for companies that are already having difficulty keeping up with Amazon whether an increase in you know an increase in their you know their hourly rate doesn't accelerate the inevitable. So this is this goes to something that we've been talking about here at the Motley Fool for about a month or so, and I think uh, as someone who consumes a lot of business media, I think we've been ahead of the curve on this one, and it is. The impact is sort of the intersection of seasonal hiring Mm -hmm. and wages because this time of year, uh, late August, early September, we start to (laughs) the Christmas rush starts. Well, well, no, (laughs) we start to see the announcements from major retailers coming out and saying, "Hey, we're going to you know Target, Macy's, and others, Walmart, saying, hey, this season we're going to hire this X number of Mm -hmm. seasonal workers,' and we always compare it to well, what did they do last year, and a month ago, when this started, we started to have the conversation uh, here at the Motley Fool. Well, this will be interesting to watch because this is seasonal hiring in an environment where wages are going up mm-hmm. and unemployment is under four percent. Yeah, and so it's going to be really interesting to see how they can pull this off. Seasonal, basically, seasonal hiring is going to be a lot harder for these companies than it was, say, in. 2010. Yeah. And I think with Amazon coming out the way they did, I think it was smart for their own employees, certainly good for their employees. If you, I don't know if you saw oh, on Twitter the, the footage yeah. of the announcement in one big absolutely. warehouse. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to sound too cynical about this. No. I think it's wonderful that they made this choice. No, it's, it, it's great. But it's also, I mean, there was a story in the Washington Post over the weekend about, about the challenge that some of these businesses are starting to have. And some of them were taking the tack of, instead of saying, hey, let's just raise wages. They were taking the tack of, well, let's offer different incentives. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to hire you uh, for $10 an hour, but we'll also give you a $100 gift card at our store or that sort of thing. And it's like, okay, that may work. But I think largely for people who are looking for seasonal work, the thing that they're the most interested in cash. Yeah. Money. Yes. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Uh, to go all macroeconomic, I think pretty much Amazon has also uh, solidified the next uh, rate increase uh, for interest rates simply because one of the primary things that they look for in inflation is wage growth. Uh, so for two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand uh, people to get a very substantial raise, and I'm certain that there will be some knock-on uh, effects to that. Given the low rate of you know the low rate of employment, yeah, I there there will be there will be impacts. A lot of them are awesome. Some of them bear some paying attention to. But congratulations to Amazon. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, no, it's a it's a smart move. Um, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you are probably aware of the fact that you're going to have to wait till 2019 for uh, the final series, uh, final season of the series to come out on HBO. Uh, but good news. Super good. News. Something else is coming, and it is. It's not just winter. It's 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 a Game of Thrones inspired whiskey uh, that is uh, coming from the good people at Johnny Walker. 
and yes, uh, Johnny Walker owned by Diageo, mm-hmm. which is a publicly traded company, uh, and it is uh, <laughs> uh, it is being called the White Walker. Um, you've taken a look at you haven't consumed this scotch yet. Not yet. I think it just went on sale yesterday, but you've you've actually looked into it. it's. They they say you need to serve it cold. Yeah, you know, as Tyrion Lannister said, uh, I drink and I know things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's here's what I know about this scotch. Uh, apparently, it has notes of caramelized sugar and vanilla. Fresh red berries and a touch of orchard fruit. That doesn't sound quite winterly to me. I think the White Walker needs to be have hints of human flesh, you know, <laughs> flavors like this. But it does come from Cardew and Kleinlish, which is Kleinlish is one of the most northern Scottish distilleries. Um, those are those are included in the uh, you know in the slate of uh, of the White Walker. So. You know, I prefer my I prefer my whiskey to be weapons grade. So I'm not so excited about you know the tie-in, but it does sound like it is a legitimate serious scotch. So I'm looking forward to trying it. I do know this stuff's gonna fly off the shelves. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a great tie-in. Yeah, unlike <laughs> limited edition products that we see in the packaged goods space, this. We feel good about these prospects. This one, I think they've probably hit the mark with their audience. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, you uh, just made your, I think it's an annual trip that you make to. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This, uh, yes, uh, I'm getting ready to go to, oh, okay. to England, but uh, this last week, um, the uh, Premier League, which is the biggest soccer league in in Europe, some would say the world, had their fan fest here in DC, and uh, and I and my son were invited down to do a um, a documentary about the greatest English player of all time. I say, and if you say otherwise, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> a guy named Alan Shearer, who's a who, who played uh, primarily with Newcastle, which is the team that we support, which is how I was invited. So we went down for this uh, for this event. And Lucas and I are speaking to the camera, and it was actually like a cam- a candid camera thing. And suddenly, Alan Shearer's there behind us, speaking, you know, just speaking with us. And we got to spend 20 minutes with with him, which was wonderful for me and unbelievable for my son. And it was just he was so kind and so you know and, and great. But the funny thing about it is, you know, we've had the opportunity. You know, I've interviewed Warren Buffett. I've you know testified before Congress. I've interviewed Elon Musk. Um, Completely froze up. <laughs> Completely froze up talking to Alan Shearer. I mean, we spent five minutes talking about the weather. I mean, he, he could not have been nicer, but I absolutely, I walked out of there going, I had 40 things I wanted to ask this guy and got none of them in. Talked about my weekend plans. I mean, what was I doing? So I just yeah. think it's fantastic <laughs> that you the testifying before Congress, no, no problem. No problem. Alan Shearer, and you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> I like I like puppies. Do you like puppies? Dude, that's right. <laughs> it, was, it was all that. Do you like stuff? <laughs> that's right. Stuff's my favorite, Alan. How about you? Uh, so anyway, he was he, he he couldn't have been nicer. It was great for the Premier League to to come here to town. It's unbelievable. If you you know if you have not paid attention how popular soccer English and you know and the MLS have become in this country. Have you been to the new stadium? The new it's stadium's open fabulous. Right? in DC. Yes, it is great. Uh, our email address is marketfoolery@fool.com for uh, fans. Uh, 
in the UK or anywhere really who want to disagree with uh, Bill's <laughs> you shouldn't statement about Alan Shearer <laughs> Market Fillery at fool.com. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mann, always good to talk to you. My so friend. great to be here with you, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.